Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello everyone and welcome back to Spear School. I am so happy to be recording my first podcast of 2023. It is currently the full moon in Cancer when I am recording this and yeah, can definitely feel that Cancerian energy, been focusing on home and really focusing on the blessings that I have around my home. I can get super hyper focused on career and my mediumship and, you know, the stuff that really is my day-to-day. I can get really, really, really wrapped up in that and a little bit carried away, if I if I may say so. So, you know, this cancer energy for me has is always like a really nice reminder to slow down a little bit, to focus on my immediate surroundings, focus on my home, my children, my dog, my husband, my parents. Yeah, I just love cancer energy. I never used to. But I've definitely been on a mission to follow my North Node in Cancer ever since 2018 when I had my Lunar Node return. And so, yeah, I felt like kind of doing a little bit of a nurturing podcast today because, you know, I've ran the initiation seven times up until now and I'm running it the eighth time this month. And I've been doing a lot more engaging on my social platforms and within spirit school just kind of putting it out there typically I talk about the initiation once or twice and then whoever finds it finds it and they sign up and I am trying to show up a little bit more not just for you guys but for myself as well so I've been a lot more active on Instagram talking about the program I have been a lot more active in the community as well and I've opened up a few different opportunities for people to ask questions like do you have any questions about the program do you have any questions about mediumship development and I wanted to talk today on this episode about one of the most common questions that I get every single time I run the program even when I haven't prompted an opportunity to ask questions about it I still get DMs with this exact phrase. Now, first, let me also plug, I am doing a free live 90-minute Q&A Saturday, the January 14th in Spirit School. So you'll have a link below if you want to hop into Spirit School. Of course, I will be talking about the initiation program. You can ask any questions there as well. But I'm going to be collecting probably about a dozen or so questions about mediumship and mediumship development and I'll be going uh, live in the free space so go check that out if you're interested and if you catch this at a later date you'll be able to find the replay in the space as well. So the most common question that I always get when it comes to mediumship development or deciding to come into an experience to just play around and see what happens and see if you have any potential within the gift of mediumship. And I know we don't call it a gift. It is a gift though. We all have this gift, but it does take training, development, time, energy, vulnerability, and space to turn it into an ability. So that's what I focus on is developing it around an ability. And the question I always get is, I'm a baby medium. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no prior experience. Can I still take something like the initiation? 
Can I still enter a space to develop mediumship if I don't even know if I have this ability or if I have, you know, this gift, which some people still like to refer to call it, which obviously I still do. <laughs> um, and this is a, the most common question. Yesterday, I put out a question bubble on Instagram. I was actually going to record a totally different podcast today, but I felt like this had to be addressed. Now, I am going to share a couple stories today that you've probably heard multiple times on this podcast. You know, sometimes I think the science um, of adult learning shows that sometimes you have to hear something 27 times. I think that's the magic number, 27 times before you really understand it or can comprehend it or can embody it. So I'm here to tell you on this question that everyone starts from scratch. Every medium you see out there doing mediumship on whatever scale of mediumship they are working on had to sit in an uncomfortable setting to play, to make that first connection, to figure out how to not only interpret the energy around you in which the world of spirit is impressing upon us information that we are to gather and collate and to transmute out to the sitter and receive that validation. This is beautiful cycle of energy where you're receiving information, you're receiving energy from the spirit world, you're transforming that energy into something that can make sense and you speak it to your sitter who then reciprocates the energy through validation and through, you know, sharing their experiences about their loved one as well. It's this beautiful energy experience that is absolutely divine but it can be very confusing at first so going back a little bit so I just want you to know first and foremost we all start from scratch every single person who's doing mediumship so I understand that concern and you know I'm going to go back to the very beginning of my mediumship journey and tell you that I was so convinced I was not a medium there was nothing in my life that led me to believe that I would be a medium or could be a medium and the funny thing is is that people had always told me I was a medium since I was 17 I started getting mediumship readings when I was 17 I think I was making I between 18 and 28 thousand dollars a year in my early 20s and I would still invest in mediumship readings so when I look back at my life I'm like wow the signs were there that mediumship was a potential for me because I loved the TV shows growing up, right? I read a lot of mediumship books. I joined a paranormal investigation group. I was investing in mediumship readings. But there was nothing that happened and there was no nothing anyone could say to me that could convince me that this would be accessible to me. And it wasn't until I was 31 when I met a medium who was like this, I don't even know, fifth, the seventh medium who said, do you know that you're a medium that I just kind of laughed and I said something that probably shifted things because I think it brought clarity to the deeper, you know, root of why I didn't think it was accessible to me. And I said, you know, I'm not pure enough, like angels are not going to speak to me. And she just burst out laughing. She was like, she was like, you just don't know. She's like, that actually makes you an incredible resource for other people, an incredible resource for the world of spirit. She's like, you need to come to my class and just see what happens. Just come see what happens. Now, I did think back then, to be honest with you, I did have a suspicion that every medium tells every sitter that they are a medium to try to get them into their classes. <laughs> like, I did believe that. I was very skeptical. Don't even think I wasn't for a second. I'm a very practical, very skeptical person by nature. 
But I will say my journey of skepticism is I have been more skeptical of myself than even other people. So we'll get to that as we move along this podcast journey together today. But I was so convinced, but I was ready to start playing. I think at 31, I had a year off. Um, In Canada, we get a year off with our baby. So I had a year off, which I'd never had in my life. And I did have a little bit of space to play. And it actually wasn't that much money. So I wasn't willing to commit to her mediumship development class but I did sign up for her intuitive class so her basic because I didn't even know what a chakra was back then you have to keep in mind I didn't really know the concept of an aura I didn't have any religious background so I was like really 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 brand new the only thing I had before I signed up for that first class was an interest in mediumship just this fascination that people could do this never thinking I could myself so went to that first class only two people showed up me and one other person and the teacher just said Danielle close your eyes and just tell me what you see and I made my first connection I just closed my eyes I said I see two figures one is older I know it's a female one is younger I feel like it's a male and can I say a name and she said yes of course and so I said well I hear Dustin and then the woman gasped And then she grabbed me with both her hands. She's like, did you just say Justin? And I said, no, Dustin. And she just started crying. And like her her eyes kind of scared me. And I didn't know what was happening. And my teacher tried to get me to go back in, but I was too scared um, because I didn't understand what was happening. And I didn't understand that that was something. So when I opened my eyes and she said to me that is mediumship, like what you just experienced was connecting with spirit. I was like, these were the exact words that came out of my mouth. That's it? She's like, that's it. And to me, that has been the number one breakthrough. The first breakthrough I had around mediumship was how subtle it was. So from that moment on, she put me into her mediumship development class. And I did keep in touch with this woman. And I did give her many readings after that. Um, her son, I still have a picture of him. Um, I still wear the earrings that she gifted me from that experience and you know it was a very important first experience for me because I understood the gravity of sitting with someone who was grieving and it was a beautiful experience and I remember going home that night and again I know you've heard some of these stories but I remember going home that night and like talking to spirit and saying okay I can see now now that I've had this first experience there are some things in my life that make sense I can see how I was so drawn to this as a kid. I could see I could see things a lot more clearly. So this is something I want to talk about too because we often hear, and this, this does kind of create this like not enoughness I feel in this space, but we often hear people say, I'm a natural medium. I'm a born medium. I didn't need any development. It just comes like really naturally to me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, except these people are in development classes saying this. So you did develop. You did have to go through the traditional route of development, um, but some people do like to, you know, present themselves as et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to judge people around that, but what I'm saying is when I was early in my development trying to convince myself that this was actually something, 
it took me years for that to actually happen to convince myself like, okay, I think I am a medium. I think this is something that that journey for me was years, guys. Okay. Years. And I still developed every single month and every single week and every single day. I loved it. I loved the whole development lifestyle. I mean, it is a lifestyle. Mediumship is a lifestyle. It really truly is. And even when you go do mediumship work, it is a lifestyle, but everything kind of started to make sense. And so when I would be in development classes, hearing other people talk about like these childhood experiences and that they have been, you know, seeing spirit their entire lives, or they didn't have to develop the traditional way because they had a clear channel to the divine from the go. Yeah, that, that really did get to me and it did make me feel like it wasn't accessible to me. So I just kept plugging away and you know, nothing in life has come easy to me, not a single thing other than jobs. I've, I've had so many people offer me jobs. I'd say that's the only thing that's come really easy to me. People just want to take chances on me and they want me to work for them. So I've been very lucky in my career, I have to say, but in life, in skill, in, you know, finances, in relationship, like everything's been like, you know, grassroots and oh my God, there is literally two eagles literally dive bombing right in front of my window right now and I'm sorry you have to listen to this but it's pure magic oh my god guys Squamish is pure magic it's magic here when you come to these mountains I tell you so what I'm here to tell you around this lesson well first two I want to go to my second ever reading and I will talk about this in the initiation in in deeper more nuanced way as well but when I signed up for that mediumship development class, when I got moved over, we had to do sittings with one another every time we met. And I remember my second reading that I did, I only had one word come out of my mouth and the word was tree. And I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know how to make that word tree something that made sense. And it was actually a very embarrassing experience for me. Um, to be honest with you. And I remember, I can feel it now. I can feel that sense of vulnerability coming up because I think too, the mediumship development path is one of vulnerability. And even mediumship as a practice and as an art is a vulnerable practice. And I remember feeling that vulnerability and I remember feeling like, wow, okay, I do have quite a bit to learn here. And really starting from the beginning and starting from basics. So here you are hearing someone who only 10 years ago sat in a couple sittings and said less than 10 words in two sittings who can now do you know a lot of readings and longer readings and longer events and has learned how to refine my language has learned how to express things in a way that also brings through that clairsentient energy of love that sentient experience of the world of spirit being present like I've learned how to multitask to the point of paying attention to the world of spirit being able to hold space for the sitter being able to tend to my own energetic needs and communicate in a way that is clear and you know I get a lot of compliments for the way that I rock my mediumship and the way that I you know express um, spirits thoughts and spirits emotions and spirits feelings and spirits memories now the truth of the matter is too that when we are developing and considering hopping on the development path it's very clear to know and I hope this brings you comfort that you're not going to sound amazing right away and that is not even an expectation that you should place on yourself and it's not an expectation that I place on you or that any other students that you would be practicing with have on you 
these expectations is a collective thing. I think that we, I don't know if it's always been like this, but I think as humans in this time, we have so many expectations that we place on ourselves. There's so many different pressures we place on ourselves. And the truth of the matter is the development journey is a fun one. And it's a fun space. It's a space where you get to know yourself on a deeper level. You get to see the areas of your life that you maybe have been avoiding um, some healing around. It is an incredibly healing journey, the mediumship development journey. And to me, it was one of the greatest discoveries of self-love, of self-actualization. And I'm not there all the time. And we waver on that as we move along the path as well. But it has been the biggest blessing for me on my journey has been developing mediumship because I don't know if I would be as aware of myself, of my past, of my future, of, you know, I don't know if I would have the same level of compassion for other people who used to annoy me or I would just stay away from. I see humanity differently. I see life differently. I see death differently. Like when I say mediumship is a lifestyle, it really, really is. And I wouldn't want to live life any other way. And I know that for sure for myself. Also, I want to say too that the mediumship development journey, it's more than just wanting to be a medium. That's the other thing I'd like to say around this. I do think that the medium development path will support you in so many different ways. I have been mentoring for seven years now one-on-one, small group, large group. I've, I've mentored quite a bit now. And I will say that I have seen mediumship development be a catalyst for people stepping into even different areas of spirituality. I have seen people start with mediumship development that go on to do animal communication. I've seen people go into grief work and go through traditional therapy, uh, counseling education, and also end-of-life doula work and death doula work. I have seen people who started out with mediumship development that went into doing like divine feminine beautiful like womb space work. Like it's just, it's a pathway for people to figure out what their passions are, understand the spirituality that lays within, understand the light that is within and the light that is the afterworld. I'm starting to see, even for myself, like the way that I'm going to be speaking about this um, a lot more is like spirit keeps bringing me to this light. And they brought through this phrase for me a couple weeks ago, how much light is this going to cost you? Is this worth the light that is going to take to achieve what you're hoping to take? And I'm starting to see my own light as a currency. And so when you can tune in and acknowledge and accept that at your core essence, you are a light that is part of this larger light experience in the afterworld, in the universe, wherever, whatever we want to call it, however we want to reference it. When you get to tune into that light, you can tap into that light at any time. And, you know, I am still human. I still go through times of depression, times of grief, times of confusion and feeling stuck. I forget my light often, but having the fundamentals and the foundations of mediumship connection, the world of spirit, our core spirituality, I have tools now to return back to myself and lean back into that remembrance. And so the mediumship development path for so many of you are going to be a lot more than learning how to train to be a medium. It's a nice discipline and I think it's one that really helps support you 
on your journey, no matter where you want to go with your layworking. And I will continue to call it layworking. I have tried so hard to move away from that phrase, but it's light, baby. (laughs) It's all light. And I can see where I work my light. I can see, yeah, I, I can't, I, one day I'll have to do a whole episode on light because the angels have come through a lot with light. I have had incredible mediumship experiences with people um, on earth. I'm, I'm remembering this um, spirit who just showed up as this most bright light. There was no physical features. And it turned out it was somebody who had severe disabilities when they were here, like non-communicative, um, needed 24-7 physical care. And I, I didn't know that when I was connecting with her. And I was just saying, you know, this spirit, more than any other spirit, other than an angel from what I've experienced just continues to want to show themselves as light. Oh, you just get so many beautiful experiences. <laughs> I, I have so many. I just get shivers thinking about some of the experiences that I've been able to have in doing this work. So going back a little bit more, I feel that mediumship development is accessible to all of us but I think we also need to manage our expectations around this too because even though mediumship development is accessible to all of us because we're all spirits it's just energy right at the most simplest of terms not everyone is meant to be a medium you know like even though my husband has is made up of the exact same things and he has the exact same tools and resources available to him to be able to tune in and get curious about this that's not part of his dharma that's not his soul contract that's not what he's meant to be doing here in the grand scheme of this human experience so for those who question it those who think about it those who wonder about it those who have been drawn to different mediums those have been drawn to mediumship I think it's something that you should look into. I think it's something that your soul is saying, hey, I wonder if you get curious about this, what would happen? What would happen to your life? Because again, maybe you won't end up being like a Squamish medium or, you know, doing traditional readings at a sitting. But the truth is what the world of spirit has shown me is that we need light workers at every single area of society. And so where a couple years ago you listened to this podcast, I really did and you know I still love it but I probably glamorized entrepreneurship a lot and the truth is anyone who would work with me would quit their job and this happened in corporate too even before I did the mediumship stuff people would talk to me and then they would be like I quit my job <laughs> I'm like okay because the corporate structure for me was just so toxic and counterintuitive to how I wanted to live my life but the world of spirit is saying we need people who understand their light and know how to use that light and understand the divinity of that light in teacher positions and nursing positions and in offices and in government and in like all learning environments and all areas of influence we need people who know about this light who know how to use this energy who understand the ethics and integrity of the words that you choose and the things that you choose to share and how you share them. And that is really what the development path is about. You learn that, you know, sometimes saying things like I talk to dead people can be very traumatic for some people, you know, and you, and you learn things like that. The more sittings that you get to do, you start to refine how you express the information. And yeah, you learn that on the mediumship development path. I think the most important thing I could say to anyone out there who feels an interest in developing mediumship but just doesn't know if it's accessible to them, you got to play. 
you have to be able to give yourself the space and the opportunity to play. And that's in the practice. And I mean, and that's the biggest part of the initiation is the practical practice. You're going to have 16 sittings before you leave the program. Can you imagine how much confidence that you're going to gain between having no sittings to 16 sittings? Or if you're somebody who has already taken foundational courses, can you imagine if you chose to say, you know what, I'm going to try to elevate the connection. I'm going to try to go a little bit longer. I'm going to try to bring through a few more spirits. I'm going to try to deepen the evidence, right? I'm going to try to bring forward more meaningful and healing messages. Like that's what the space is about too. That's a come. It's not just for beginners. It is an opportunity. I have people who have taken the initiation two or three times, which by the way, if you're an alumni, you get it for 222. If you ever want to take it again, I've had people take it multiple times because the practice is the most valuable aspect of any development journey. I can talk at you for years and you'll understand it in some sort of way, in a logical brain way, but until you get into the arena to play and practice and fumble and pick yourself up and allow yourself to have some incredible experiences, you're not going to truly understand the philosophy and the techniques that you hear from teachers or read in books or listen to podcasts about. It is all in the arena that you develop. And that's what spirit school is. It's the playground. It's the arena. Now, one final thing I'll say around this topic, and I think that this is so important, and this has taken me years to understand and accept is actually around acceptance. You need to, at every single phase of your development, I don't care if you're five years in or 10 years in or 15 years in or 30 years in or you haven't even started yet. The key to not suffering on this path is to accept where you are at every single phase of your journey. You have to accept where you are and it's okay to still have goals and dreams and desires and I love being inspired by other mediums because I continue to see what is possible for me but you will be in a place of suffering on your development path if you do not accept where you are at every moment. So if you can sit there and say I accept that I have no experience but I'm interested in it. You can feel the energy shift within yourself rather than just saying oh well I just have no experience so it's probably not for me. And then when you hop in and you do a couple sessions, you're going to have to learn to accept every sitting as it was. And that acceptance teaches you and carries through with you in so many different areas of your life. And there will be times where it will be harder to accept yourself and accept where you're at and think that you should be further ahead, right? I get that. I've been through that so many times too, but you will be in that place of suffering until you come into that level of acceptance. So when you come into something like the initiation, just accept where you're at and just keep dreaming, keep desiring, keep talking to your spirit guides about where you hope to go. So yeah, the initiation experience is something that I run two times a year. So this round is starting on the 27th of January. I put out a poll to my Instagram. I had like 300 people respond who chose the class time. So the classes are on Fridays and the Q&As are on Saturdays. Everything is replay friendly. Like I say, the most important part of the initiation is actually the practice opportunities, which my team and me, 
actually before the program even starts, we're sitting down, we're looking at everybody and we're starting to pair you guys up. So every week you'll be paired with two different partners. Um, there's five classes, there's four Q&A calls, everything is replay friendly. The classes are not just Zoom rooms that I just put you in and you guys practice. These are classes where I share techniques and philosophy that is actually curated to every single group. So these are not pre-planned or pre-organized. These are in response to the conversations that you're having me and the things that are coming up in your practice sessions. So the first class is the opening call and I teach you how to connect. Um, I even demonstrate a little bit what that looks like, what it sounds like. Um, I'm teaching a lot more through demonstrating now. So I will be showing you guys what that looks like, what that sounds like, hopefully making it look a lot more accessible to you as well through that. And yeah, and then I put you guys into your partner pairings and then the other classes are going to be completely curated to what you guys are experiencing and the questions that you're bringing forward. So every round is very different from one another. But again, you'll have 16 practice readings and there's also a self-study model, which is the foundations. The truth is, I don't want to talk about the same things all the time. <laughs> I really don't, even though I share a couple stories multiple times. Like I don't want to teach sitting in the power like all the time. So I've pre-recorded certain things that you know, you guys can watch on your own time. We release it in um, digestible chunks. So every week you'll have five new uh, videos downloaded so that you can learn about guides, learn about the history of mediumship, learn about discernment, um, learn about leading yourself through uncomfortable situations. I have the language of spirit in there. So you get pre-work for when it comes to, you know, clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentience, claircognizance, alliance, and um, gustance. So there's a lot of information there. And I see the program actually split up into thirds. So there's the self-study portion, which really does give you the philosophy and the techniques there's a lot of exercises within there and visualizations and meditations so that really is like the foundational knowledge and then the live classes and Q&As are the ones that are more responsive to current time to what's going on with you guys at the current time and those are all replay friendly there will be a few kind of like engagement exercise things within it but I make sure that everything is incredibly replay friendly for those who can't attend live either. The truth is when I invest in programs, I never attend live. I am always a replay person because the way my attention span works, I need to be able to pause. I need to be able to listen in 1.5 times. I need to curate the learning experience for myself. And because I did study adult learning in my corporate career, I was in human resources as a learning, um, adult learning development specialist. I was not qualified for that job by the way, but <laughs> I still did it. And I did a ton of research on it. And, you know, I feel like I have a good grasp of how adults like to learn and adults like to learn through doing. So the biggest part and the biggest commitment to the experience is actually going to be in the practice sessions. So yeah, it's a really fun experience. I love teaching it. And then I'm beta testing right now, the initiation 2.0, which really goes into deepening mediumship evidence and messages it goes into really discerning the difference between psychic and mediumship it talks about group readings demonstrations and trauma-informed sittings and a trauma-informed practice so and I teach the back-end stuff on how to set all that up if you were to do it publicly so there is an advancing mediumship coming in May but I'm beta testing it with the spirit school collective members right now so yeah in short, I hope this answers this question because, because this week alone, I have 
literally received this question about four or five times. Four or five times. No, I know for sure it's been more than five because right now I have a screenshot of four people who asked this yesterday in my bubble. So this is even an unedited podcast because I wanted to get this out to you guys right away. Um, so I'm, I did this all myself without Andrea. I'm so sorry, Andrea. But um, I just wanted to be able to get this out because you guys have been asking about this. Um, the investment for the program is 888. I also do penalty free payment plans, which basically means if you need to access payment accommodations, you do not pay more for that. And I want to normalize that shit. Okay. So you can hop into the link below if you want to learn more details. I have a full syllabus. So I have a complete outline of what things look like week by week, a description of all the different um, experiences within the initiation and right now I'm offering until the 15th of January a bundle so if you want to actually come into the Spirit School Collective if you've been thinking about membership you can actually buy the annual membership option which is $1,111 and get the initiation included in that so that's a saving of over a thousand dollars right there too so that's going to be available till the 15th Um, and I haven't offered an annual membership for years so yeah, I'm committed to the collective this year for sure. So hopefully this helps. You guys know, like I'm not the best at selling and promoting. I'm trying to get better at it. But the truth is, um, I did a lot of business training um, when I went into entrepreneurship and I learned some really what I see now is like kind of like unethical business practices. And so I have been really focused on unlearning for the past 13, 14 months and applying now the things that I think are really ethical in promoting and, you know, marketing and stuff like that. So I'm still learning all this as well. So you are witnessing Danielle stretching herself, talking about her things. I think honestly for years on this podcast, I didn't talk about anything that I was offering. So you guys keep asking me questions about the things I'm offering. How can I work with you? So I will try to talk about it a little bit more on here, but obviously try to tie on, you know, lessons and teachings and stuff around it too. So there's another podcast coming out next week, which is called The Art of Mediumship because mediumship is an art. Um, And so you will be getting lots of podcasts because I'm going to be doing that and then I'm just basically responding um, in the podcast sphere this month to the things that are coming up for you guys around mediumship development and questioning it so what I do also recommend is that you do come into spirit school and you do go to the events tab and RSVP for the 90 minute Q&A so if you have more questions around mediumship or the initiation program next Saturday I'm going live for 90 minutes in the free spirit school community to answer your questions and I will be collecting some questions in advance as well. And it's just a really fun space to hang out in as well. So off social media, of course. Um, So lots of love to you guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great um, full moon in cancer. I hope you don't cry too much. I hope that you are able to nurture yourself and allow people around you to nurture you as well during this full moon. So sending you guys my love. Have a good one. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.